0: Does it say we're recording?
1: Um well my it doesn't tell me that we're recording uh, <laughs> It tells me to, Oh, Beth is recording the call, yes. Okay. Okay, perfect.
0: It also now when you hit record it says you better tell somebody for legal purposes.
1: <laughs> oh, well, geez, okay. So it's good digital citizenship, I guess.
0: I'm recording it. Don't do anything silly. <laughs>
1: I never would do
0: that. Hello, world. Welcome to another PonderCast with a good friend, Kyle Klein. How you doing, Kyle? Hey, I'm doing awesome. Kyle, where are you from and what are you doing these days?
1: So I live in West Lafayette, um, home to the greatest university in Indiana. Um, as you might know, Boilermaker. up. So um, and currently I work in Delphi. Community Schools, where I'm a K-12 math curriculum and technology integration specialist. So basically, a long title for a fancy way of saying math coach and tech coach.
0: There we go. Okay, cool. And like five years ago, six years ago, I got to meet you down to, um, in Indianapolis doing the Indiana Migrant Education Program six years ago. We've been best friends for six years. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? This is oh, like fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh time flies yep so let's throw some questions at you real quick just to kind of loosen the mood because you and i are both very serious people
1: yes exactly so number one what's your favorite college um i would definitely say i have two actually um they're kind of tied so uh the university of phoenix online and Purdue university yeah. <laughs> <Boiler> up. <laughs> All right, who's your favorite basketball player? Oh, gosh. Um, does it matter if it's like pros or college or like of all time? Yeah, let's go. Let's go, anyone. Uh, okay, so of all time, it's gotta be Larry Bird. Um, currently, yeah, my other favorite is Carson Edwards because, you know, he's like, we're about the same height, uh, same build, same skills. And so, like, people get us confused sometimes. So I-, I like that guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's like your twin. So, yeah,
1: separated birth, definitely.
0: And Larry Legend and C Boogie are both from the Celtics now. So, exactly. Indiana, then to Boston. Perfect. (laughs)
1: All right. Who is your favorite football player of all time? Aside from Uncle Rico and Ray Finkel, I probably have to say Peyton Manning. He's just, man, he's hilarious. He's such a funny guy.
0: Yeah, he is so funny, but he's no Drew Brees. Uh,
1: he's no Drew Brees, but I mean, I've been a Colts fan for a long time, and I do love Drew Brees. So he's my favorite current NFL player. But I gotta say, Peyton's probably my favorite of all time. What about your favorite golfer? You and I were just cranking in at Top Golf a couple weeks yeah. ago. Who's your favorite golfer? Oh my gosh, we were like, we were throwing darts at the flags and hitting missiles off of the drivers. So. I can't believe they didn't have us come back for, like, a competition, maybe. Uh, (laughs) I'm kind of surprised the PGA didn't call. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? Um, So, I would got to say, I mean, Tiger, he's just, I mean, he's been my favorite for a long time. Um, There's a lot of good pros right now that I like. I mean, I like Bruce Kepka, Dustin Johnson, uh, Jordan Spieth. I like all those guys. Um, Anybody that plays for the U.S., because next year, in 2020, I'm going to win streets for the Ryder Cup. So you um, scored some tickets. I scored some tickets. I'm pretty exciting. Good job. So Good job. USA! USC. It's
0: gonna be awesome. All right, and the last, just quick question is, what's your favorite app you're using these days?
1: Um, my favorite app still is uh, I'd call it GIF, GIF. It's G I F J I F. I pronounce it like the peanut butter because that's what the creator of it came up with. Um, some people are like, well, like no, it's like it's not with a j it's gif and i'm like well you know what? whenever i go to the zoo i don't see a lot of grass jumping around so i'm like it's a hard g so it's definitely jiff so it's only for ios best dollar
0: six i've ever spent you kind of mentioned you and i hung out at the ice conference then you were just at the heck conference mm, correct i mean what else
1: do you have any other conferences coming up are you hmm I really got to look for one now. I think so. Although they probably are ready for me back at work. Um, I mean, I think you I, should probably work a full month. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm planning on doing that in December. Uh, I did do it in September, so and August. So, um, yeah, it just happens that the ice conference and the head conference there this year they're separated by three weeks. Uh, usually it's four weeks, and so but they're the two best conferences in Indiana for. Uh, anything education technology related so um, in my field it's going to be up to date on new things uh, learn from other teachers and uh, you know did some presentations myself but uh, I just love the camaraderie I love seeing people from all around the state that uh, you know we kind of converge on Indianapolis for three days and um, you know just share ideas and have an awesome time and now um, the holidays are coming up but
0: more importantly in Indiana the snow is coming and we've got some e-learning days coming up.
1: <laughs> we have snow coming. <laughs> I, uh, we've got like, we've
0: got some, we've got like, we're on a weather watch right now as we are recording. Um, yeah, winter weather advisory also, like two to four inches tomorrow. So you're going to show us some Desmos stuff, right? Sure. All <clears throat> right. Why is Desmos important? What should we know about it?
1: OK, so um, it actually started like in 2011 as just a, an online graphing calculator. And so it was kind of the uh, brainchild of a few different people that kind of, you know, having a graphing calculator for your classes, they're 100 $125 devices. And so um, trying to get, you know, make it more equitable and accessible for students all around, they wanted kids to be able to use just a web browser for a graphing calculator. So like 2011, they first created this. So um, what they've done since then is like in 2015, they've created this... Wonderful resource called Activity Builder, where there are some pre-built um, pre-built lessons, and there's also, where's uh, where you can create your own as well. So it's just one of those one of those websites that, if you really want to get student engagement for math, if you really want to get some mathematical discourse going in your classes, then you really need to look in the Desmos because it's, it's definitely a game changer. I mean, graphing calculators are brought in at the high
0: school level. Can this also be used at, at younger grades?
1: Uh, yes. In fact, it's actually, it actually has a four-function calculator and a scientific calculator that the India, uh, this DOE started using for the iLearn last year. So I know in our middle school, I think it's 7th and 8th grade, have the scientific calculator on the iLearn. So we have the... Uh, Our teachers put the website on Google Classroom, so kids use that in class. And then sixth grade, they only need the four-function calculator. So I think our teacher puts both the four-function calculator and the scientific calculator on there so students get experience with both of those.
0: And you want to show us some, uh, some
1: of these activities that they have? Uh, sure. So I have a few of my favorites. Um, one of them is Lego Prices. There's another one called BattleBots, and then there's one that I created myself that I really like also this just kind of fun because I, I threw some GIFs into it. So, uh, But I'm going to go with the uh, Lego Prices one first. Uh, teachers would just need to head to teacher.desmos.com, and then here they can either sign in. I'm signed in with my Google account, so this way I can save stuff into collections for so I can reference them later. But if I go here to the search button and I look up Lego prices, I can go to this one and basically what some of these activities start off with is they give you a little introduction here about what's going to go on. You create a class code for your class. So here I already have one, but it's inactive because it's back in 2017, but I've used it since then. So Um, if I create a class code, then the teacher than the students go to student.desmos.com and they can just click on uh, or they can go there and then they have this code that they're going to type in so it should pop up here in a moment maybe 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 you want to share a screen or oh yeah that would be funny right wouldn't that be nice if i, if I actually did that i mean some people listen to this but you know we also have
0: this on youtube so that'd be cool
1: yeah, that'd be a little bit easier. How about that? Is that look? Oh wait I gotta hit the start sharing button. There we go. All right, how's it look now? Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. Okay, so here's what we do. So teachers, kids go to student.desmus.com, they type in this link or these uh, code right here. and then all of the names are going to start populating over here on the left. And so the teacher will be able to see them pulling in. and if they have their a Google account, then they can sign the Google account so that way the teacher can kind of keep track of what they're doing. We have a uh, teacher dashboard here. You can go through as each students are answering the questions. You can see what on your, on your board, you can see how the students are responding. You can also uh, make it so kids can see three other students' answers. So they, but they have to answer their question first. So they also get to do a little work with their neighbors and see how other people are answering, uh, which is pretty neat. Uh, one of my favorite parts is a teacher pacing. So if I click on the pacing guide, I can have it so they only do, you know, the fir- restrict to the first three screens. So they can only see the first three activities. So as a student, um, I can also pause. I love pausing it, right, when the kids are real quiet, quietly working. I'll pause it, and the- their screens go kind of blank. It says teacher pause activity. And they're like, what? Oh, come on. And so uh, I like doing that as well. Um, But I'm going to show you kind of what this looks like. So here is what it starts off with. A lot of these activities start, they're called a low floor, high ceiling task. So it's a, they usually start with a question that a student, regardless of their ability, can have an entry point into this activity. So in this case, we're talking about Star Wars, one of my favorite movies, of franchises of all time. Here we start off with like a small jet here or a flying apparatus. I can't think what it's called. <laughs> but the small one was bought for $5.49, and the kids had to figure out how much more the big one is. So they kind of just have a little, little guess in here. So then the next screen, what they will have is they will have, have to sketch what they think would happen as the number of, pri- as the number of pieces go up, what they think it happen with the price. So you get a little sketch there. The overlay is neat because you get to put all the kids' answers all on the same graph. Oh, cool. Uh, It's great for the teachers so they can see any kind of misconceptions, have conversations. Um, After they do that, then the students, they start building a model here. uh, And then they use their model to predict, then answer some other questions. And at the very end, they actually get to see the final piece here. Where it shows how much the final piece would but i think it's um let's see how many i'm trying to remember how many pieces there are uh it's probably because i haven't answered it there's a lot of non answered on here um just for you seth how much do you think this big one would be it has 1005 pieces i believe um
0: i i think or i've heard maybe it's like 450 bucks
1: all right, so we could do this, we could, you know, we can play it out whole time. I also like to pause it and have the kids write these down as ordered pairs. So they have to make a table and then they also have to make like a new prediction oh, based yeah. on on this as we go through here. And they're like, oh, can't we just see the reveal? And I'm like, nope, we gotta we gotta pause it. You gotta get some more points down because I want them to know which one's which, you know, X or Y here. Um, and so then here at the very end, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Um, okay, you are a little bit off. I was a little off, yeah. A lot of off. But that's still pretty expensive. But it's a cool activity where um, the kids really get into it. They really get into that activity. Um, there's another one called BattleBots where they get into unit rates, and the kids have to click their mouse just as fast as they can. They have to estimate how many clicks they think they can get within, what is it, 10 seconds and then 20 seconds, and they have to estimate how they think they can do in a minute. So the kids are they're just like violently clicking on their on their uh, trackpads when they're when they're in class. So it's it's pretty hilarious. Um, but it just engages the kids in like a totally different way than what a worksheet would.
0: So and I'm sure your tech department's like, I don't understand why we have so many Chromebooks
1: that the trackpad's broken, right? Well, yeah, I, I take a little bit of credit for that, maybe. So <laughs> uh, one of the last features is you can make your own. So if you go into custom. Um, you can actually create your own or you can take one that's already been made and you can make it your own with some adjustments if you want. So, um, let's see, where's one of my favorites here? I, oh yeah, Math Mistakes. So I like this one because it started off, it's kind of like a growth mindset type thing. Um, and it has Zach Galifianakis from you know, a certain movie um, talking about you know where he's thinking really hard and, and everything. And this is just a really short one, but then what the kids have to do is they have to go to the next one, they have to find uh, if this equation was solved correctly or incorrectly, and then they, if they give an answer, so I'll say, no, it's not. Oh, gosh. Then they have to do the, the most dreaded thing in math, explain their thinking. You would think... I math, I don't have to write. Right, I know, you'd think somebody whizzed on their tacos or something like that. So, um... <laughs> so... <laughs> Then they have to find the air. then they have to correct it, and then at the very end, I have another gif from another guy that I get confused with a lot um, out on the streets, Dwayne Johnson. So, you know, know, at the end, he tells everybody, it's going to be okay. It's okay if you make mistakes. So that's one of my favorite ones that I've made. Uh, It's just, you know, they're, they're fun. It's fun to customize and make your own activities on here. Yeah, these are almost like I did not know you could. It's almost like slides. Like you have
0: separate slides. Yes. Incorporating this, um, I have not used Desmos in the longest time. This is this is a whole nother level. Um, and you can, when you make yours, you can publish them so any teachers can use them, right?
1: Correct. Correct. So this one should be, um, this one should be like if you go up here, you can change its privacy. Or actually, when you get done creating it. You can choose your privacy. Uh, you can change it later, I believe, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's one of those tools that for math teachers, we can make math engaging and, you know, by using technology, but the information you get back from the students when they basically have a no opt out feature here, you know, and you're going to see all your kids' responses as you're going through an activity and you can choose whether to put them up on the board. You can actually anonymize their names. So you don't have to be like, oh, hey, Billy, this is like a wonderful thing. And Billy's like, oh my gosh, what are they calling me? But um, you know, you can talk about, oh, hey, this is actually Sir Isaac Newton that had this great observation from this part of the problem. And so it just brings up a lot of great opportunities to discuss with the students as well. I love it. Um, it's probably like, you know, it's definitely one of my top twos. Um, if I was to go back to the classroom, I'd- Be using it quite a bit.
0: And then do you use this for like e-learning days or do your uh, does your staff use it for e-learning days like you can push out an assignment and have them do it that way right?
1: Yes they do so you can push that out to uh, you just give them the link through or you can you know do the code so if I was actually to um, share this activity then or actually so I'm sorry if I go and if I create a, a class code what I would do is I would just tell the students, okay, you need to go to student.desmus.com, and I'd put that link in Google Classroom or Canvas, and then I would give them their code for their class. So period one would have QN6DBE they have to type in, and throughout the day I can check those responses. So, yeah, and and it's great because it kind of takes out for e-learning, it takes out the option of um, copying just like a standard worksheet. You know, the students, you know, um, I don't know if I had e-learning, Okay, I don't want to say that out loud. I'm going to put in the ponder cast, but if I was still in high school, because there's probably not a lot of high school kids that do this, I'd be like, hey, I got math, you do English, you do social studies. Let's take a picture of our answers and just send it out, right? I mean, no kid's ever thought of that. No, no, no. I mean, they're not hitting the share button at all. Not one bit, right? Except (laughs) to their teachers, I'm sure of that. Yes, they are fully engaged. I am... I'm 100% positive as well. <laughs> so uh, it kind of gets away from that also. You know, it's, it's really difficult. If you have kids that have the exact same answers throughout it, it's pretty easy to tell that they are not doing what they're supposed to be doing.
0: Thank you for bringing me up to speed. Thank you for bringing us up to speed on Desmos. That is super cool. Just kind of as we wrap up here, I always mm-hmm. like to end with what is your definition of success?
1: Gosh, you should have preempted me with that question probably before we got on here right well you were on a previous episode but maybe <laughs> maybe I didn't ask you I don't think you did because I don't think you think I'm that successful so um <laughs> 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 yes that was that was perfect timing I was so hoping that was gonna happen yeah. uh, <laughs> that'd been great um successful I mean gosh there's so many different definitions of it um I think personally Feeling successful is a time when you can help um, you help somebody else to understand something that they previously thought they couldn't do. You know, um, in in our role as a uh, as a tech coach or as a math coach, um, you know, helping helping find new innovative ways to maybe teach a lesson or something like that, and that's and then the teacher tries it out and they're like, "Wow, that went way better than I thought it was going to be." So I consider that a success. Um, Gosh, success in golf is like shooting par or better, you know, top golf is like hitting one over the net, maybe, Um, you know, different, different things. But yes, I mean, there's so many different things with it, but I think it really, this is going to sound really corny, but like, if you feel really good about something after you did it, then I think you're going to feel successful. That's awesome. Put that on a poster somewhere. That's right. (laughs) That might be just the tagline for this uh, episode. I love it. All (laughs) right, man. Uh, if people want to get in contact with you, where can they find you? So the easiest way is on Twitter. So it's at Mr. Klein underscore EdTech. Uh, you can also email me. Um, Gosh. Nah, just send me something on Twitter. So yeah. I'm much better at Twitter. I, I love Twitter. That's the best place for PD and connections anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd much rather answer tweets than emails.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one, so...
0: <laughs> yeah. all right man thanks so much for being on and uh if you guys don't follow kyle make sure you follow him on twitter and uh thanks for watching appreciate it Seth. thanks for being on kyle <laughs> all right sounds good we'll see